0: Welcome to a brand new edition of Yuans. I'm Omar Moore. The Hornets get hobbled by Rovers. Watford Nil Blackburn 1. A look back at the game between Watford and Blackburn at the Vic on Sunday plus the Watford women start their campaign returning to the championship they get a 1-1 draw against Durham all of that coming up on this brand new edition of Ye- Greetings Watford fans and welcome to a brand new edition of You here on this particular episode of course Watford versus Blackburn the men's team with Flounder against the Rovers and the Watford women start their campaign in a return to the championship with a 1-1 draw against Durham at the Vale we'll get to both of those things in this episode but first this game against Blackburn Rovers was a game to forget for Watford fans and for the players because these men's players did not get the job done on Sunday, a lunchtime kickoff at the Vic. Now, Sundays at the Vic have been quite good, uh, generally speaking, on a Sunday uh, at 12 p.m., but uh, this game was not one of those. Watford did not give the requisite energy and passion in the first half of this game for the second game running then that would get your eyebrows raised a bit and they did not move the ball quickly enough here was your starting lineup for your owns on this past Sunday's game now it was the Backman, Captain Backman, Dan Captain Dan Backman in goal for Watford Wes Hood uh, was in the back line along with Ram Portis they were the two centrals And then on the left of he was Mr. Ken Semmer uh, playing and deputising at left back, James Morris on the bench. And on the right side of things was Mr. Ryan Andrews. Uh, I thought Ryan Andrews was not bad in this game. There were very few players who acquitted themselves with any sense of purpose in this one. And then uh, in terms of the midfield, you had Kone and you had Kayembe making his first start for Watford since last December. All the injury issues that Kaembe had, pretty serious injuries. And so he is now back. He started his first game since that time last December. And then, of course, TDB, Tom Deli was in there as well in midfield. And then you had that uh, front line. He had a 4 3 3, a front line of those three players that we are very familiar with. Bio in the middle, and on either side of him, on the left side, was uh, Matthias Martins. And on the right side, we had Espria, Yasa Espria. So those were your players there um, coming in for this game against Blackburn Rovers on Sunday. And these players uh, did not start well. Watford didn't start well. They did not uh, bring the energy level that we were hoping for. Now, they were better than they were in the first half against Stoke. I mean, you just can't deny that. But I mean, after that atrocious first half against Stoke, I think anything would have been uh, would have would have been a, a plus in this game against Blackburn in the first half. And Watford did play better uh, than they had in the first half against Stoke. But that really is not saying a whole heck of a lot when you look at what the outcome was. Because the first half, um, while there were numerous chances which you didn't see in the first half against Stoke. Watford coming come in close uh, a number of times through Martins who hit the crossbar. Uh, Akun Bio had a shot that was goal bound that was blocked, a really good block by a Rovers player that prevented the goal from going in, the ball from going in. While you had those things go on, Watford really didn't press any more of an advantage. They were much the busiest side in the first half, and Blackburn had their chances too, um, one or two times. But I think what separated these two sides first half was that Blackburn, to me, um, even though that they, they did not play well for me in this game at all, um, they still managed to... Um, trouble Watford in the defense and, and give them a couple of scares, a couple of really good saves from Backman and a big clearance from around Porteus. You know, they did keep Watford busy at the back. And Watford, um, to me, um, did not do enough of that in the first half that Blackburn did. And it was nil-nil at half time. You know, there were a couple of moments there in the first half that Watford should have gone ahead. They did not. They did not get that done. So the second half, um, because the first half was not a good one, no ball movement really for Watford that would have kept you um, going as a Watford fan and see the uh, the encouragement there. But there was none of that in that first half. The second half, though, a different approach. Uh, surely this team got the the kitchen sink thrown at it by Val because Val Ishmael um, must have said something to them at half time because they came out a lot better, a lot more purposeful in the second half. And for the first 10 minutes or so, they looked very good, very lively, on the front foot, creating problems for that Blackburn defense. Uh, A save had to be made by the goalkeeper for Blackburn, a good shot, Also from Martins hit the crossbar again. There were a couple of other moments there in the first 10-15 minutes where Watford had a lot more purpose to them, energy to them. They moved the ball a lot faster, a lot quicker, which is what you love to see. They moved very well for each other in that second half. Certainly the first 10-15 minutes of that second half where they didn't when they were in the first half. The ball movement is the thing for Watford. You've got to move the ball faster. You've got to have players moving without the ball for Watford, which I don't think they have done well enough thus far these last couple of games. I know it's a four-game start. It's only four games into the championship season. But I'm seeing that, that they're not moving well enough for each other off the ball. And I think that that has to happen better. And I think they've got to be more aware of their space. And when they go forward... They have to create movement for each other. And when you create movement, you create space. And you create openings. And you pull the defense that you're playing against out of their comfort zone. But when you're static, it's easy for the defense of the opposition you're playing. Because they're going to just read the ball every time. You're going to be very predictable. And then they're going to hit you on the counter. And they're going to know when to do it. And their timings going to be better. So Watford need to keep working on movement of the ball quick, quick, quick. And also, they have to work on movement without the ball. And they have to do it quick, quick, quick. Find the space. Trust each other. And I think a lot of this is trust. But Watford found that in the second half. The only problem was that they didn't put the ball in the back of the net. So when Radovic came on for his debut, he uh, had a couple of good moments. His first touch was a little bit off. I'm sure he was nervous. I'm not making excuses for him. But listen, I don't care who you are, whether you're 24 years old like he is or whether you're 34 or older, uh, and it doesn't really matter what your age is, you're going to be nervous on your debut, particularly if you are a striker because you want to impress. There was a lot during the week that preceded this game that was made of Rachevich coming in, the new number nine. We had the video of the presentation to him. You know, you had the sporting director there presenting him the shirt. Take a look at the back of the shirt, mate, not the front. You know, look at, you know, we had a million different things on video, social media about how um, Rajovic was your number nine and you're talking him up as you should be talking him up um, because there's a lot, I think, promised there. He's a very confident lad, um, but that's what was going on. And I wonder if if he just got a little bit nervous. Of course, he must have done. I'm not making excuses to say, but the man is clearly nervous. um, the guy was scoring for fun. He had a couple of dry spells in Sweden, but he'd been scoring for fun in, in games previous to this. He'd been playing this season, so it's not like he don't know where the back of the net is. So for me, I think that Rajovic had a little bit of stage fright, perhaps that first game, coming in, playing in front of the home fans. That's going to be something that you're going to be nervous at because you want to prove yourself and you want to show and prove. And so that's something that uh, can happen. So look, I'm not going to... Uh, jump all over Rajovic because I think he did a decent job considering the atmosphere coming into that game. Um, and also, it's a it's a championship side you're playing. It's a long way from Sweden. You're playing in one of the toughest leagues in the world in the championship. It's a very, very difficult league. In some ways, it's more difficult at times than the Premier League is. Um, but the Premier League and the championship are the two, I think the two toughest leagues on the planet for football. And, and look, uh, Rajovic is going to find himself. He's just come in for... Fifth, in the 55th minute of the game, I think people should g- give him a rest, give him a, give him a break here, give him a blow here, I mean, give him a break, he's just played what, half a game, not even half a game, so look, he will come into this pretty soon, I think in the next couple of games, he'll find his feet, and by the time we get back from the all international break, you will see, I think, a Rajovic who, who will have some, Real uh, good cracks at goal and score a couple of these coming along. So that's where I look at him. Um, but Watford looked lively that second half. They, they played better. They moved the ball quicker. They moved for each other. There was a sense of purpose out there. Uh, Georgie came in, looked sharp, looked good. Um, Martins continued to, had played well until he got subbed off. And then you had these other players. I think Martins got subbed off. I don't even remember now. But anyway, the point is, is that you had these players... Looking really good, looking like they had some purpose to them in this in this second half, and um, you know Bio uh, came close, I think one or two times. But the bottom line really is that you know when Bio had to come off, he had Rajovic come on. Um, they looked they looked good. Tom Ince looked lively. I liked Ince. I think Ince was a lot sharper this time than he was last week against Stoke. He's still not quite there. I think 100 fit what fitness wise, but I thought he looked a bit more impactful in this second half for Watford. Um, But the bottom line is the net result's the same. Watford got undone in the 72nd minute. It was a well-worked Blackburn goal to give them the credit there, but they didn't close that down well enough for me. Um, Hook can look very vulnerable when he's uh, uh, asked to defend a little bit further outside of where he normally sits. He covers a lot of ground, but I don't think he's as quick as you need to be in some of these scenarios. I think he's very good. He had been, for me, he's been Watford's best player this season. He and Martins have been the two Watford live wires um, doing their jobs. But I thought that he did not have a particularly good game against Blackburn. And I think he was exposed a bit there when he's um, asked to be drawn away from his side of the field and a little bit further out from his comfort zone defensively, where he is pushed a little bit higher out of his area I think he's a bit more vulnerable there because his pace to me is not as good and he doesn't close down as well sometimes, I think, Wesley Hood. And I think he got exposed there. Um, he got pushed out a little bit further perhaps. And this player for Blackburn, he, he he did it. Listen, it was a good run and he found the near post. Daniel Batman to me, has to do better in that situation, getting beat you near a post like that um, but I also think it's a function of a defensive breakdown too he shouldn't have been allowed there the Blackburn player to shoot that deep and that close to get the ball passed Daniel Backman in the first place so I think you've got to take responsibility as a team for that not just the goalkeeper but also the defense and I think tracking back there would have helped Watford but unfortunately it just didn't work it just did not work And I think uh, Watford got caught out there and got done in a game where they really shouldn't have. A Blackburn side who didn't play particularly well. But I think the reason Blackburn won is that their ethic and mentality was better than Watford's was. And sometimes in these games, when you're not playing well and you have two sets of teams not playing well, it will be that team ethic and that mentality that will get you through. And that can, in a lot of these cases, will be, in fact, many cases, all cases will be the difference. That mentality will be the difference. If you have a set mentality and a mindset and a dynamic in your team where you're on the same page and you're not playing well, you will find a way out of it invariably in a load of these games. Sometimes you won't. Sometimes you might still end up losing. Sometimes you might settle for a nil. Sometimes you might end up getting the late goal. And that's what happens. You stick to your task and you get it done. And Blackburn did that. They stuck to their task. They got the job done. And for them, three points to take back up to Lancashire. And that's a very satisfying day for them on a day they didn't play well. Now Watford didn't play well either, but Watford had 24 shots. So this isn't a matter of Watford not creating chances. It's a matter of the quality of their shots and the quality, that final third, that end product, that final delivery into the box, that final strike of the ball. Those are really the areas where Watford did not prosper for the second game in a row. I would be concerned there, even though it is such a small sample size. It's just four games in the championship. But what you've already seen are a couple of things that you don't like is the way they start these halves of football in the first half, at least. The last two first halves for Watford not been good, not started well. In fact, not only they not started well the last two first halves of these championship games, they've not played well at all in these first two halves. Uh, of these uh, first two championship games, these last two that they played, the first half against Stoke, the first half against Blackburn, they've not played well the entire half. And so those two things would concern you, even at this early juncture of the season. And I think that Watford now are going to have to go back to the drawing board on their Approach To start these games They've got to be better To start these games We've seen this already From last season The season before And so they've got To rectify that And also something You can get concerned About early on With these games Is that the second half Starts really well Well that's not the concern It's that they get countered And they get done On the counter They get done With a counter attack goal We saw that with Stoke Where Watford played well The first 5-10 minutes They got done In the 8th minute Of that second half And that was the game. Same thing with Blackburn. Watford played the first 10-15 minutes well, but Blackburn found a way through. And that really is inexcusable. You're always vulnerable in games of football, but Watford have got to be sharper there. So I think there's an issue of teamwork and mentality in these last two games. I think it will get rectified. I think that, again, you're still dealing with a manager. You've played only four championship games under in a new system. Still working out those kinks. Do Watford need to change their formation? I think they might need to do that in some of these games. I'm not advocating it in every game. But I think that if you want to start to create goals, try a 4-4-2. Now, there are going to be liabilities with that as well. Um, in, in areas because you've got to build that relationship but there are going to be liabilities to a 4-4-2 as well you know it, it leaves you in some cases leaves you quite vulnerable and it can so when you're changing formations everybody has to be aware that they've always got to track back in these games and there needs to be more of a communication on the pitch And I saw more of that in the second half for Watford than I did in the first. And I think with communication comes trust. With communication comes uh, a sense of comfort and a sense of I've got your back and you've got mine as a teammate out there. You can't leave teammates isolated. You've got to trust in your teammates. And I don't know, at least in these last two games, whether there is enough trust between these Watford players. it's Look, it's pretty much the same squad of players that we had last season. You know, they've made four changes, right? They've had four new players come in. Ince has come in. Jamal Lewis I'm not looking at yet because he's not ready yet. But Ince has come in, and I'm not looking at Reese Healy because he's really not played outside of the Stevenage game for a few minutes. But you've got Tom Ince, you've got Georgie, you've got Radović now, right? That's three new players, right? And you've got the players from the academy who, who played last season, like Ryan Andrews and James Morris. But you've got pretty much the same squad of players. So, you know, I, you know this is going to be something that you want to look at here. But the ship is not sinking with this men's team. I'm concerned about the goals. That would be a massive concern here now. Um, you've now gone 330 plus minutes without a goal being scored in the championship for Watford. That's a worry. It's a big worry. So that needs to be dealt with. The transfer deadline uh, window shuts this week. And Watford need to get some more players. Uh, Jeremy Gakka came into this game. I thought that, you know, you can't really put a line under anything there yet because he was playing for a short time. But I thought that Radovic looked pretty good out there. Ince looked pretty good out there as well. Georgie, those subs had some bite to them, I thought. Even if the touch wasn't good for Radovic. Look, the, the point is, is that He's getting in good positions. He hesitated in one of the situations. But I, I think that uh, Radjavich is going to be just fine. I, I I think he'll be just fine. Um, but again, you can't expect everyone to score three goals in their debut. You know, um, it, these things happen, but it's not going to happen in every game. And these games are very difficult games in the championship. So I'm sure that um, Radjavich will be fine. And I think Watford will turn things around here. Uh, it's too early in the season to start panicking. But the one thing that I am concerned about, one of the things I'm concerned about is this goal drought because that's going to permeate itself as long as it continues. You're going to hear about it from the press. You're going to hear about it from the fans. You're going to hear about it from pundits and all the rest of it. And then that stuff, uh, unless the, hopefully the players are not paying attention to the pundits, um, or for the, or the podcasters for that matter but you know you're gonna you're gonna hear this or you're, you're gonna know this and that's when the test comes that's where the test is and we'll see how these things unfold I've got uh, one or two other things to say about this Watford men's first team and I'll say those right after this And welcome back to this brand new edition of You I'm Omar Moore. Watford no Blackburn 1 was the final score on Sunday at the Vic. A very dissatisfactory and very unsatisfactory, dismaying I should say, result for Watford. Because I thought that Watford were going to finish this game and take care of Blackburn. But I also said that Blackburn was going to make it very difficult. And Blackburn really didn't make it as difficult as I thought they would. That they... Again, when chips came to uh, the table, they they laid theirs on the line. They put their chips on the table in Vegas and they won the game. And they won the game, I think, because as I said earlier, their ethic and mentality won out for them. And they didn't play well. And in a lot of games this season, you're not going to play well in some of these games, I should say. And it's going to be about whether you have the work ethic, the team spirit, and the mentality to get over the line. And Blackburn found a way. And it's about finding a way in the championship. You don't have to be the most graceful, the most spectacular, the most stylish, the most pretty. It means all it means is is that you've got to get over the line. And Blackburn did that. And I want to talk a bit about that for a minute getting over the line. And getting over the line involves leadership. Getting over the line involves a mentality that says, right, we're going to roll up our sleeves and find a way. And we're going to do that together as a team. And leadership is a key part of that. And for me at the minute, the last couple of games, I don't know where the leadership is on the team for Watford, on the pitch for Watford, this Watford men's team, this first team. Where is the leadership? There is a difference between being a captain and being a leader. And if you are a captain, you have to lead, yes. But leadership requires a certain intangible, a certain example that you have to set, a certain influence that you've got. And when I look at the Watford men's first team lately, these last couple of games, very small sample size, it's just started, the season's just started. But I'm just saying that when I look at this Watford men's first team on the pitch, I don't see where the leadership is. I know where the captain is, but I don't know where the leaders are. And I want to see leaders, and I don't see them at the minute with these last couple of games for Watford. I don't see them. It isn't loser. Loser's not a leader because you can't be a leader and you've been benched for the first half of this game against Blackburn. You cannot be a leader in that scenario. You've been benched because there's been a discipline issue. And it was most likely he was late for training. You heard about the five Watford players in preseason who showed up late for training. Five of them. Those five players would have to be gone. I don't care who the hell they are. If you're late for training and you know what the rules are and you're late, you need to be not just benched. You need to be gone, first of all. Now, Watford don't have the kind of payroll and the luxury to do that. So they have to sink or swim with players, some of whom obviously have discipline issues and don't care. Those players need to go. I don't care who they are. And that also applies to Imran loser. And if you've got your manager, Val, telling you that no player is bigger than the club or the team, I, uh, hello, that's a red flag, mate. Not from Val. That's not a red flag Val saying that. It's a red flag when you are hearing that someone that was part of the senior leadership team has been benched for a lack of discipline. He, by definition, is not a leader. I don't care what his efforts are on the pitch. I don't care that he scored a spectacular goal in week number one against QPR. You have to set an example in this particular team. At this club, you've got to set an example. And if you're not setting the example, and if you're late for training, and you're not showing up on time, I'm sorry, you have to go from the club, mate, as far as I'm concerned. That is something that we've seen here the last few years. We have complained about it over and over and over. It's something that I would not want. Um, if I'm the manager of this team I don't care how good loser is if he's coming into training late he's got to go he's got to go or at least he's got to be suspended and not play a few games now the problem with that is is that that will again I don't know what the dynamics are in the clubhouse between these Watford men's players I don't know but if loser is well liked and they see this you know some of these players because there's a difference in the way the player mentality is now versus back in the seventies or in the sixties, and even in the eighties. Some of the players might start to do the same kinds of ill-disciplined things. But Imran loser has to learn. Now, look, I don't want him to leave the club, um, and you know, I did say just a moment ago he should go. I think that's a little bit rough, but I am saying that if this. Let me amend my statement. If he does continue to show this kind of discipline problem, he will have to leave the club. And the club will have to put on his big boy pants and his big girl pants and let him go. Put on your pants, put on your armor, and tell him to go if he continues this because that is not a good look for the team. It sends a bad message to everybody. It is not good. You have to purge your team of players who are not going to give enough for this team and for this Watford cause. That's my concern. Um, discipline issues have to be set aside, has been have to be snuffed out and and uh, made an example of. I mean, I know we're not Arsenal who just play across the over the wall there at London Colney, but one thing that Mikel Arteta did. Season or season, season or two ago, was was uh, not play players who might have been really good players, but he wasn't afraid to to bench him, strip him of the captaincy. He did that with Abamyang, did not play him, benched him until Abamyang sought sought a transfer and he got out of there. And same thing with Xhaka, stripped him of the captaincy, sat him down, stripped him of the of that leadership position, that role, and benched him. And then he played later and improved. This is what you have to do with these players. Now, and it's worked at Arsenal. Granted, they've got a different setup, a different payroll, and then they're in a different league. But for me, Imran Loser let himself down here. And I, I see this, you know, the same thing that happened last season with Bio, when Bio got subbed off in the game against Rotherham, that finished 1-1. And with Watford, I think, trailing 1-0 to Rotherham, Bio trudged off the pitch really slowly. Some of the Watford fans, I think, gave him a, a couple of boos here and there. And Bio trudged off slowly. And you can't be doing that in a game when you're down 1-0. You know, you can't do that. He didn't like the fact that he was subbed. Okay, but you can't sl- slowly walk off the pitch when we're trying to get an equalizer. And that's that's not good. So there is an issue. And again, I think Bio got and then Bio got sent out on loan. And since then, Bio's been a lot better in terms of his team. And he's always been a team player. He was just disappointed. He got got um, subbed off. Players every week get disappointed by that. But you've got to also know the moment of the game there. Um, Yes, show your disappointment. Fine. But you can't be trudging off the pitch slowly when your team is trailing that. That's a lot more selfish. If you are in a position where you're winning or if it's a nil-nil or something like that, then it's, maybe it's different. But still, you've got to help your team in that moment. And, of course, he was not happy to be subbed off. And in some ways, you like to see that displeasure because that shows you that he cares, right? So, Bio cares. I think Bio cares. Again, the thing is, and I know Bio gets a lot of stick from some of the Watford supporters. Bio cares. The thing is, he's not putting the ball in the back of the net. So people overlook or don't care about the work ethic. Some Watford fans may not care about the work ethic of Vakun Bio because he's not put the ball in the back of the net. Right? Uh, I would rather have a, a player who works as hard as Bio does but has t- struggles scoring, has a hard time scoring at times than a player who doesn't work really hard but scores lots of goals. You know why? Because when the chips are down, his desire... Um, is not going to be to help the team. His desire is going to be to help himself versus someone like Bio who helps the team. He does. Even if he is not having a good game himself. That's someone you do want to keep around. The only thing, of course, the most important thing aside from that is that you want the man to score goals. I think he will. But my concern at the minute is this leadership issue. Yes, the goals are a big thing. Uh, We've not scored goals now in the last three games plus We need leadership when things are going wrong on the pitch. Who among the Watford players is stepping up to marshal the troops, for lack of a better term, and say, right, lads, let's just keep kicking on. Let's keep fighting forward. Let's keep going. Do not drop your heads. Who is that player or who are those players, that player or players who are going to be committed to doing that? I don't know who they are. Do you know who they are? Mm-hmm. Ida Kembe made his return to the starting lineup of Watford for the first time since last December. And here are his comments now with Watford FC.
1: Edu, a disappointing defeat today. How did you find it, sir? Oh, it's happened in football. I think uh, we was in the game. We controlled the game. Uh, We just uh, not create a lot of chance to to score. They they took one. They they finished us. We have to learn of that. We have just continue working. We have to forget uh, this game and uh, thinking for the next game. How did you find it in midfield today? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. But my first nine minutes after... uh, I don't know, seven months now. I'm just happy to be back. Uh, I hope to continue like that. Can you talk to us about that, that journey, that recovery, huh? coming back to playing? What's that been like? Uh, just normal. I, just, uh, I don't I have to get some feeling. A long time ago, I didn't play 90 minutes, but I'm coming back slowly. I have to get just a lot of feeling to continue to play. Then uh, it will be fine. What has the manager asked of you in, in that role on the pitch? Yeah, just to control, uh, to cover uh, the back of centre-back. Just to keep it the ball, to control when you have the ball under the pressure, I have to help the keeper. have to keep uh, just playing normal. And Coventry up next. How important will it be to, to put that result right to get a win at Coventry? Yeah, of course, you have to... As I say, you have just to, keep, um, to learn of that. Just to keep working on the training to prepare um, the next game. Have just to score. We don't have to create. A, today we don't have to create a lot of chance. We have just to try to to keep working and the next game. Uh, if we score, we'll, uh, we'll win again. Yes, we can. Okay, thank you.
0: Yeah, that was Ido Kaimi there, and thank you very much indeed, Watford FC for the audio. And you heard his thoughts, and I think you have to make the game simple. I think Ito Kaiembe, look, coming back ninety minutes in your legs after not playing a, really a full ninety minutes for eight months plus, you know that that look that's look you you, you know that's going to take time for him to get back into the swing. But he is back. He's there. He I look. I know again there are criticisms of Kaiembe at times. But you're off for eight months and you've not started a championship game in eight months. You've not played football in eight months in terms of starting. And I, I mean, it's going to take him a, a game or two or three to get back to where he needs to get to. Uh, you've got to look at that. He, out eight months. And I mean, yes, he did come in a sub in a couple of these games this season. But it's not the same as when you're playing from the beginning and you're playing the full 90 minutes or whatever it was that he played for. It's It's, it's going to take time. Going to take time. So, look, I think that what you're going to need to do overall is make this game more simple. I thought Watford tried to be too precise in the game against Blackburn. I wish that they had tried to, I you know, I think again, that word trust is a massive one. And then you can't hit, you've got a lot of the balls are being under hit. There were passes that didn't get to their intended destinations, their intended targets. And I think you've got to make the game more simple. Simplify the game and trust in your teammates. That trust has to be built. And this is the same group of players that played together last season for the most part. You've got to get back to trusting each other. You did that the first two games. you got to do it now. The last two games, that's not happened. So again, small sample size, but you've got to identify these problems. And they are problems. And problems can become become a lot more than that when you don't address them. And so the good thing about this manager is is that he's addressing the problems and he's putting them out front street publicly so that we, the Watford supporter, can see, we as Watford supporters can see where those issues are. So, you know, that is important because we have not seen this over the last few years. There needs to be more of a connectivity. And I think what this manager has done well at the minute, so far at least, He's trying to return um, this team to some respectability in the fans, in the eyes of the fan base, um, and also just publicly because it's not a good look to have Imran loser being benched. Because look, it's not a good look for him being benched for what he did. Because obviously he did something. It's not a good look when you're not when you're breaking the rules, mate. It's not a good look, you know, that early in a season as well. I mean, any time in the season, but that. That's not good. It's not good. You've got to make the game simple. You've got to have some leadership on the pitch and in the clubhouse. And you have to start trusting each other. I think those are the things for me that jump out. And of course, obviously, you've got to start scoring goals. When I return, the Watford women kick off their team, their team and their ethic and kick off a brand new season. Back in the championship. I'll be talking about that next.
1: Hanks. On the ball this time
0: around, and a good one as well. And it's a good first touch that will go in for 1 1. Beautifully played.
1: John's with a delicate, delicate lob over the keeper. Carly John's beautifully taking
0: this. Carly John's getting the goal for Watford to equalize against Durham at the Vale on Sunday. In the return to the championship, the Watford women get the 1-1 draw. Carly John's on her debut for Watford getting that goal. Great assist, by the way. Um, as well, and there we go, forget the name of the player who assisted on the goal for Watford, but it was a really nice assist, one ball over the top, and then a fine lob as well by Carly Johns to finish things off, the number nine for Watford, getting the job done on her debut for the Orns, the Golden Girls there with the 1-1 draw at home against Durham on Sunday, so better luck for Watford on the women's end of things as they get the goal. They could have had more in this game. They tried. Durham were were sturdy and tough. Um, this game was played at the Vale, at Grosvenor Vale. the um, Vale. It was also available to watch, by the way, on the FA player, which I hope that you have. If you uh, haven't, uh, make sure you get yourself a subscription to it. Uh, I think it's a free sign-in to do that. So it, it, it was a really good match. At times, uh, I thought some very lively play. A spirited Watford side I thought were really up and at it. Damon has them, has these ladies really cracking on, playing really well. Uh, look, they like each other. That's the thing about this. The, this team likes each other. You know, I, I, I really am going to stop comparing between men's and women's because that's not the wise thing to do. Um, but the attitude of, of these players... Uh, For the Watford women, you can see the attitude and and the teamwork and the mentality, the confidence. Love the way they play. There's some really good link up play too, some interlink interlink play. I really love the way that they play and they've got good pace. Um, I love that. I mean, if you look at the way that they play the game, um, they did themselves really proud there on Sunday. A lot more energy and enthusiasm about them. I thought that Clark Olivia Clark had a good game in goal. She made some big saves in this one from this Durham side. Um, but what you saw with the Watford women in this game against Durham is they worked together. They worked hard together as a team, and they covered the bases even when um, they got played out of position. You had players running back and tracking back. There were times where the defense got beat back door, and you had you had. Um, players tracking back, you had players at the back post, you had players helping the goalkeeper, you had players really shielding the goalkeeper and shadowing her and helping her, and that's what you got, I really loved the way that Watford play there, uh, I think Damon would have to be happy uh, about this as the manager, and I think the Golden Girls did themselves really, really proud, very, very pleased about this one, getting off to a 1-1 draw is a good thing when you were back in the championship after a season away. Um, the mentality was there. And it was very pleasing to see that these ladies got the job done. Got it done well. Um, didn't win the game. But hey, listen, uh, you didn't lose the game either. And speaking of that, here now is Carly John, the goal scorer on her Watford debut. How about that? Well done, Carly
1: today. How did it go? Yeah, it went really well. Um I thought we had quite a lot of ball. Um moving the ball around quite well, especially in the second half. Um and yeah, I thought we looked good. Brilliant. and um, as well for yourself, your first your first goal in the Watford shirt, how did that feel to get on the score sheet and obviously secure the point as well? Yeah, it felt amazing. Um it was a brilliant ball over from Coral, so thanks to her seeing the run.
0: And uh yeah, I'm I'm amazed we're
1: so you, you, like I said, made a few of those runs in behind today. Is that what you like to see in your game, getting behind, try and get one on to keep her?
0: Yeah, I like making
1: the sort of blind runs. Um, and I base it off of Gem's movement, really. So if she goes short, I go long and vice versa. Brilliant. And how are you setting into life um, as a Golden Girl?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The girls have been so welcoming. And um, I'm buzzing for the rest of the season. Brilliant, thank you. Thanks. And thank you to Wofford FC for the audio. And Carly John's thank you for getting the goal. Um, really was impressed with the way that she played and the whole team. Um, it's not even about being impressed anymore. It's about uh, being pleased at the way that football can be played when it's played the right way and when, when players care about what they're doing on the pitch. And I'm so pleased about how this team is just maturing every game they play, every game. Now, they made uh, 10, 11, 11 or 12 signings, did the Watford women, in the off-season season and they just plug and play. And they literally do. They play they plug these new players in and they fit like a hand in a glove. And that's what really pleases you. You've got to be happy as a Watford supporter. You know, especially if you really do watch both of these teams play. And I do watch both. You know, when I'm able to watch um, the Watford women play, I, I want to take a look at them and you should as well if you don't. You know, this they are part of the club. They are part of the club. And we should be looking at both the men and the women. We really should as Watford supporters. I get it that there's some Watford supporters, many who don't. Uh, but I'm telling you, you've you got to start looking at the women's team. you got the men's team, which we look at. And you got to start looking at the women's team as well. They're, this is a really good outfit of players. And they really do make the game uh, a football, a joy to watch and a joy to experience. And I am really pleased at their work ethic. And they are on the same page as players and they like each other. You know, and and, uh, that always will please you, even if you don't get the three points. And Watford didn't get the three points against Durham. What you should be pleased at is the effort, the attitude, the application. They fight for each other. And that makes me happy as a Watford supporter. I want to see my team do well. Whether they're the women or the men, I want to see them do well. And I want to see them put an effort in. And they are. This Golden Girls team is putting in an effort. And that really is the thing that you got to look at. I, and I love the work ethic. I, I love the cohesion of the team. Um, to have Carly Johns' scorner debut for Watford is always a good thing. And I'm really pleased for that. The way that the goal was built from the start, from the back to the front, the long ball forward. And again, I forget the uh, the player who put that ball in. And that was a beautiful long ball straight to Carly Johns, timed the run. She timed a run and inch in on goal. Goalkeeper comes out. She chips the goalkeeper. Lobs the goalkeeper. Perfect, perfect. You know that's good football. That that's the way the football's got to play. Playing football like that. That's what we want. We want, and that and that the Golden Girls have been fantastic here. That's a good point. They were trailing the game against Durham. That's a good point to get there at home. And they, I, I love what they're doing. And eleven new players. You'd kind of go what eleven. But I'm telling you, it's working. It's working already. It's just one game, but it's working. Olivia Clark looks really good in goal. Made some really good saves in this game again, and the defense covered her well. When when they got played out of position, the goalkeeper took a chance, and she's out there, uh, out off her line. You've got players covering, and so I was really pleased about the way that the Golden Girls went about business. On Sunday, they didn't get three points, but they didn't get no points. They got one point, and that is a base to build off of. Back in the championship, how about that? Back in the championship, 11 new players, no problem. They get a point here against the Durham side, who did give them uh, a test in some of these instances in this game. So Watford won, Durham won at the Vale. And please continue to support the Golden Girls. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, This is football. Um, the way it should be played, and i really really i really do miss the cohesion uh that you look i know they if you look at the manchester city men 's team um I know they 've got world class players, but you 've got to have cohesion out there, and they 've got cohesion you didn 't you don 't see that with the Watford men, but you do see that with the Watford women again i know i 'm making a comparison, and I promise you that i 'd try not to do that um that that that, that cohesion uh, for the Watford women is just right there in front of you to go watch the game go watch the games go look at the games if you can't make it to the men's uh, game at Coventry coming up this weekend at the CBS arena you will, you will want to go and watch Watford i think they've got a second home game in a row if i'm not mistaken but if i am mistaken um you got to take a look at the the what the football the football it's you know, again, you're missing something. If you're not looking at the Golden Girls, you're missing something. You're really missing great football. You're missing football the way it should be played. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not just saying that at all. I, I absolutely mean it. I, I, I don't say things I don't mean. <laughs> uh, the, this Watford side is doing Watford proud. And the Golden Girls really should be uh, very proud of themselves and the way they're they're playing their football. Long may it continue. You know, I'm really a big fan of what they're doing there and what the coaching staff is doing there as well. Really do appreciate that. And that game next is a game coming up. The next game they're playing at the Vale is on the 17th of September. That will be on the 17th. And that's a 2 p.m. kickoff, Watford versus Blackburn. How about that? So that is going to be the next game that they play at the Vale as far as that goes. So look, um, bottom line there is that that's where we are as far as the women, Watford women, are concerned. September the 17th then is the next game, I think, as far as that goes. Um, I may be wrong about that, but but uh, but that is the next game: Watford versus Blackburn at the Vale. So again, very very good start from um, Watford. Even though they didn't get the win, they certainly did get that important, all important point, and it will serve you well. Go watch them at the Vale. Go watch the Golden Girls at the Vale. Uh, you you'll see some good football there. Now, listen, I'm not at the Vale. I'm here in in California. But um, when I have a chance to watch them on the player, the FA player, uh, I do, and I, I watched a bit of the, uh, a quite a bit of their game, even though it was playing at the same time as the Watford men's game was. Uh, I managed to watch quite a bit of the game, and I was, I really loved what, uh, what was going on on the pitch there between the players. Really good teamwork there. And long may it continue. Damon Lafrup has just done a fantastic job as a manager there and has the rest, as has the rest of the coaching staff. And these players do like each other genuinely. And you can see it. There's a family bond amongst the players. And I think that's really important for football. You've got to have a a bonding and a trust and an understanding. You've got to like each other. You might not love each other. There's plenty of teammates that don't get along off the pitch, but it helps too because you're around these players now 100% of the time for seven and a half, eight months, nine months. You're around these players for nine months, mate. You better start to learn to like them. You better start to learn to like each other and because that's going to be very miserable if you don't. And I think one of the great things among many about this Golden Girls squad is that they like each other genuinely, you know, and, and it shows in the way they play on the pitch on match day. So good start from the Watford women The Golden Girls get a point coming from behind against Durham. The final was 1 1. I'll have one last word after this. So there you have it the Yuan's episode in the books here for the Watford versus Blackburn and Watford versus Durham games. For the women, a 1-1 draw once again, and uh, as a reminder, and also once again as a reminder for the men, a 1-0 home defeat to Blackburn Rovers. The Rovers go with those points. They're up to ninth, I think, after the game was over with. Watford, 15th after this game was done with uh, in that championship table for the men. But again, it's early doors. Really can't go too crazy about table position. Obviously, if you're at the top of the table like Leicester are, you're very happy about that with a 100% record and 12 points. But if you are Watford in 15th and you're, you've are you got four points, yeah, from a fan perspective, you're probably not very happy with that. Obviously, you're not, but it's four games in. You really uh, wouldn't be making much of this table until you're around 15 games in. Once you get to 15 games, is roughly, what, a third of the season gone. The table will start to take shape, and you can start to make some real evaluations about the Watford men. Now, look, here's the other thing. Don't forget, there's still a few more days of the transfer market window open. It will shut this coming Friday, the 1st of September. And I think at that time, we will then really get to see what the squad looks like for the men as far as this season is concerned. Because they won't be able to do anything more to alter or shape that squad until January for that deadline Window. So this window now, the all-important one, which is the summer window, which closes this coming Friday the 1st, is very important. There's a lot of things going on across football with this in the men's game where that's concerned. And so Watford, with limited resources, are going to have to try to get in a couple more players here. I predicted they get three or four players in by the time this window shuts they've only got one so far in Rachevich who they needed to bring in. You had to bring in a number number 9, that a number 9. You had to do that. They've got that person now and hopefully they will get two or three additional players. Now we'll see where that happens. Um we know that Yasa Aspria there's still uh, still rumors here and there about Aspria wanting to leave. We'll see. I don't want to make any predictions about whether he will. But the fact that he started the game, I thought was very noteworthy. Um, But the reason why he started, who knows why it could be. Um, Because I know there have been some injuries. Morris was able to come back uh, to be on the bench. Semmer would normally be on that right side. But of course, he wasn't. He played left back. But Morris was on the bench. So apparently, Morris could have gone anywhere. And you could have put Semmer back on the right side of the pitch. But he didn't do it that way, did Val. Val put... uh, a Esprit there now look maybe that's because you're showcasing him maybe that's because he is wanting to go and so you give him the start but the bottom line is I know that the things things change because loser was benched the first half so maybe that's what Val was doing but the bottom line is is that look um, we'll see how the transfer market goes the next few days and then we can make some more assessments after that as to how the squad looks and the shape looks, and whether there will be formation changes for next this next game on Saturday at the CBS against Coventry City. The last time we went to the CBS, it was a 2-0 lead for Watford, and they threw that away. The Watford need to score in this game on Sunday, Saturday. There's no, uh, there's no way around it. That's obvious. So if Watford get that goal on Saturday, then they can start to prosper and build a base. But um, they are short of confidence in front of the net right now. And we'll see how that goes. As for the Golden Girls, build on this one. It's a good start, and it's a a good thing to build off of. And they can keep kicking on from there when they play their next game, which I think is going to be on the 17th of September. And it will be against Blackburn Rovers. So that is how that looks for now. And we will talk some more, of course, as we go forward. That is it for now on this edition of u Once again, Watford nil, Blackburn Rovers won Watford's first home defeat this season at the Vic. And Watford won, Durham won. And that was a good start to the championship for your Golden Girls. Don't forget to follow along on Twitter at uornswfc and on Instagram at uornswfc.com. And of course, the podcast that you're listening to right now, please subscribe to it on Apple or Spotify or Google or numerous other podcasting platforms where you can find this particular podcast, the Uorns podcast at Watford FC. So finally, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Uorns, WFC YouTube channel. Please subscribe there as well. And like the videos, won't you please? Yuan's WFC on YouTube. Just type that in and you'll get the channel and subscribe to it there, please. Thank you very much indeed. Until next time, Omar here saying you. Ye- ye-